Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Chronicles. As every week, this is Sebastian Garcia. With me today is Edgar Ramirez. Hi hey, Edgar. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I am good, ready to get started. Yeah, I'm sorry for the listeners that I couldn't be here last week. I was attending some personal matters. But, you know, like, I left Justin and Edgar in charge. How yep. did Ju How is Justin doing? Good. He's not going to be able to join us today. He also has some personal matters today. So, yeah, it's going to be you and me, like, the good old times. All right. So, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, two weeks ago. Okay. Oh, that's great. Well, I don't know, like, uh, start, let's just start talking a little bit about, like, uh, something that I, I found really curious this week was Boca Juniors. Uh, they lost against at Estudiantes de la Plata, mm -hmm. which is a, it's not a, a very surprising, right? It's just a regular match. But what was important about that match is that they lost the leadership of the Argentinian Championship, which oh. they had held for 617 days. Holy shit. So that's... Over a year and a half. Wow. Almost two. Holding the Argentinian leadership in the championship, two championships. That's crazy. Wow, that is that is a lot of time. I wonder if that's some sort of world record. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have to search that, but it was forty-six. Uh, how you say like matches, like encounters in which they kept the leadership. Wow. Yeah, so crazy. So they they lost. I guess well, Estudiantes if, if you're going to lose against any team, you know, that's that's a good team to lose against Estudiantes. Historically, at least, I really have no idea how they're doing today. Was was a pretty good team. Yeah. Not that long ago. Do you remember that Estudiantes played the Intercontinental Cup? Uh, and they brought La Bruja Verón almost when he was retiring, like uh, around yeah. the 2000s. More or less like uh, 2010, I think, 2012, yeah. around that time. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. he, now I think he's like the president of Estudiantes. Yeah, or, I think I think that's the case. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. In Argentina, that's very common. They always like bring in like legends to be presidents or assistant coach or they get involved with the club. Right. Because I know in River Plate, uh, El Principe Francescoli, the prince, right. Francescoli, who for... For those who don't know, he used to be one of the main players in River Plate, and he also played in France. Actually, Zidane's son, Fran Francesco, is called Francesco. Is called has his name because Enzo. Yeah, Enzo. Enzo See? has then his name because of Enzo Francescoli because Zidane admired this player a lot. Right. Yeah. I uh, was I was gonna say that, and you stole my cool fact. I just have to point that out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, But we, we have another fact that I miss out. Last week, we talked about the Joan Camber uh, tournament in which Boca Juniors had to play against Barcelona. They lost 3-0. But what, what we missed was that, uh, you know, like Boca Juniors is now sponsored by Qatar Airways, which for me was very surprising because I thought it was only for that match. Because Barcelona is also sponsored by Qatar Airways. I don't think the jersey, but the team is sponsored by Qatar. But for me, it was surprising to see that because I think they only have one flight a week. <laughs> From Buenos Aires? <laughs> From Buenos Aires to Qatar. And I think it stops in Brazil, something like that. So, 
It's a huge investment to sponsor the most important team in America or in the Americas just for one flight, I guess. Probably, eventually, maybe we'll see more Qatar Airways in right. flying fly to other destinations, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's like uh, introducing the brand to to the region or, some, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what I think. But another, another fact that I found out is that Barcelona is deeply trying to buy a player from Barcelona, from Boca Juniors. I think their relationship is going farther than just playing the Joan Camber. So they are planning to buy, I don't know if you have heard of this player, Leonardo Valerdi. I heard about it in the news when you told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a player that has, has never played in the first main team of Boca Juniors yet. Right, has no Division One experience. No, but he's 19 years old. Apparently, uh, Barcelona is aiming to play to pay nine million euros for this player, which is crazy for a player that has never played in the first division with the team that he's currently at. That's for me is very, very, very shocking. But risky that, investment. Yeah, I guess that's how the market is right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, do you have any? Well, you know, you know about that though. I was gonna say. Um, Real Madrid bought this kid Vinicius uh, Oh, from Brazil, yeah From Flamengo, actually From Flamengo, and yeah he, he didn't play that much Because Guerrero played in his position And so Guerrero, I mean, when he was at Flamengo Guerrero played most matches And Vinicius would just come in later in the game um, but, I th- but, I think, but I think Vinicius is a more consolidated player than this guy Well, yeah, he has Division One. Experience and and I think Real Madrid paid more than thirty 10. million, definitely definitely more than ten million, yeah. uh, for for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean it, we, we do see that happening. It's kind of, it's like a topic for this podcast, right? That all these kids just leave uh, home and they don't. I think I I dare to say that the last one I remember that was a superstar and got to break out as a superstar before going to Europe was probably Neymar. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, because he was playing in Santos, and he won La Libertadores with Santos. Yeah. And because of winning the Libertadores, he got to play the the Intercontinental. How do you call that? The World um, Cup, the Club World Club Cup. World Cup against Barcelona, and he played against Messi in that match, which I think they lost by oh, four nil or something. Yeah, yes. I, I watched it. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was just crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I remember the last time I saw... Uh, I mean, and this is just me, right? I, I'm not even sure if it happened. Uh, a Latin American team win was uh, Inter de Porto Alegre. I don't remember who they beat. And they won the, the cup. Oh, and maybe that, maybe I'm wrong. The last time was when Guerrero scored that goal and Corinthians beat, beat Chelsea. Um, that I was in 2012? Sure. More or less, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and um, that was the last, the last time I remember. Yeah, but I, I also remember that game, and Neymar just didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, because they were getting beaten really badly. But if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the season that he was bought. Like after that match, I think he got transferred right yeah. after to Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, but you remember that they said that he was going to go to Real Madrid for the longest time, and then he ended up going to Barcelona in a bit of a shady transaction, it seems, at least. Yeah. From what we've heard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's really interesting what you say about Boca, though. I, you know, we remember it. I remember it growing up as this like big, powerful team, uh, and you know, it definitely doesn't. It definitely seems like it's tamed a little bit, especially in the in the international stage. Um, it definitely doesn't give me the fear that it used to. You know, with all those like legendary players that they had, yeah. that they used to have. Uh, it's definitely it, a shadow of what it was. Yeah. Because he had also a great coach. He had, he had, for example, back in the times he had a, um, what was the name? Um, Bianchi. Bianchi. And with Bianchi, they won everything. Yeah. And they had really good players. And after that, like, time is, it has been impossible for them to achieve something that similar to what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've only won the, the local tournament. I, I don't know when the last time they won the Libertadores was. But I mean, yeah, we we beat this horse all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's 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 discouraging. But you know, I, what is what has been interesting though is see all the Brazilian teams get better and buy players. A, a lot of players. I just I remember back in the day, the the Brazilian league used to be where Brazilians played, and maybe there were a few South American players here and there. The first one I remember at least was uh, Andres D'Alessandro. I don't know if you remember him. He's still playing, actually, surprisingly enough. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, the same team, Inter de Porto Alegre. Um, but other than that, it was just a league where just Brazilian players played, and you know they would just go to Europe after that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's yeah. It's, cool. I, it's just that I remember back in the times. I think Brazil was not that into the rest of South America. Yeah. So even in the Libertadores, they didn't care much about it until. Recently, you right. know, until maybe the 90s. But yeah. before that, they didn't care that much. They, they used to care more about the Brasileirao, the Brazil Torneo League, Paulista, yeah. the, all the tournaments that they played there. But yeah, not the, that the much. local tournaments. Yeah, yeah, not that much into the continental. Uh, which was, a, that's why if you see the, the records, like they, the winners are like the, the teams with, which has the most like, uh, tournaments like like cups and stuff are like from Argentina or Uruguay, but not well, from Brazil. Estudiantes, I think, is the is the the one that's won the most Copa Libertadores. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, so and anyway, yeah, yeah. No, do you want to say something else? Yeah, I think River Plate is also the, the one who has the most Copa Sudamericana. I think it's River. Oh, yeah. So yeah, both like <laughs> there are no Brazilians yeah. there yet. Right. Um, so anyway, speaking about. Portuguese-speaking players, uh, talking about Brazilians, let's move on to talk about uh, our favorite Portuguese player ever. <laughs> uh, Who are you talking about? Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, of course. Ronaldito. Ronaldito, yeah. He, he made his debut at Juventus this weekend. I watched the entire game, all of it. And, well, okay, I, I'm lying. I watched most of it. Um, because it was at about the same time the Chelsea Arsenal, if I remember correctly, um, and the Chelsea Arsenal was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um, so so the Juventus Kibo was interesting. I mean, a, a few quick notes. Um, Ronaldo didn't do much in the game. In in he didn't score. Uh, he almost injured the Kibo goalie at the end, <laughs> and the goalie was like on the ground. 
couldn't move. It was kind of scary. Um, and I don't know. Definitely, I, I definitely didn't think it was the the debut he dreamed. Um, but the game itself was actually interesting. Juventus had the ball like what eighty percent of the time, Sebas. I think from what we saw. Yeah, seventy three percent. Chievo had the ball of seventy twenty seven percent. Yeah, and you know Chievo defended, and the uh, the couple of chances they got, they scored. And you know, obviously missing Gigi Buffon there because also it's the first time that they have. I mean, not the first time, but for sure, Gigi Buffon is not even on the team anymore, right? So the first time without Gigi in in the team after a long time, because um, everyone should remember that Buffon now now. Uh, place for Paris Saint Germain. Paris Saint Germain at the age of yeah. forty something. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, a fun fact there, and I'm sorry, I have to mention this because I actually read it somewhere this morning. I forget where. Um, there, um, uh, PSG played against this French team. I don't know how to say it. Um, Tribe. Gien <laughs> jerk. Uh, <laughs> Gienap or something like that. I have no idea how you say it. Uh, and cool things, right? Um, in the PSG team, there is the, Timothy Wea, who is the uh, George Wea's son, uh-huh. who plays for PSG. And Gigi Buffon played with his dad uh, back in the day when they both played at Parma. Oh, um, that's such an interesting fact. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't, wait, 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 because I have more fun stuff coming your way. My so friend. it gets better. Okay. It gets way better. At the other team, Guingamp, I'm butchering that, I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> at the other team, um, Lilian Turamson was playing. Lilian Turamson? L- L- no, Lilian Turam. Lilian Turam. Yeah. Do you remember him? Uh, French right back, played for Barcelona as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Lilian, like Lilian Fre- Turam. Yeah, go ahead. He was like a French, also like in the like from the French team as well. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, and he his son uh, plays for that team, Guiana or whatever it's called, um, and uh, and yeah, and, and Lilian Turam had also played with with uh, our Buffon. friend Gigi Buffon, Buffon back in the day. Yeah, at Juventus. So crazy! It's just that Buffon has been playing for such a long time because he started very young. Yeah, and he has been playing for twenty years. So you know, yeah, like more, many, for sure. it's like three generations of players right there that you can play with. Mm-hmm. You know, like not well, two generations. Yeah. So, and, so it's wow. Mar- Marcus Turam. Turam is is his name, the kid's name. Yeah. And at the end of the game, there's this picture online or this video online that Marcus Turam and Gigi Buffon exchange jerseys. Um, <laughs> you know, and and like Gigi, Gigi Buffon so. I read somewhere that Giroufon saw him when he was a baby, when Marcus was a baby. So, you know, it's amazing that they're playing, right? <laughs> yeah. The same game, you know. What are you, the odds? You hear that, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I should. I really wanted to mention that. I'm kind of happy I remembered it. But yeah. going yeah, back to going back to Juventus, um, just to wrap that up, I like, for, for a few seconds, the Cuadrado-Cristiano-Ronaldo combination. I thought they were pretty good together, and definitely a lot of, you know, they're both very fast. Well, Cuadrado is extremely fast, and Ronaldo is very quick with his feet, and, like, pass the ball back and forth really quickly so that, you know, you, you don't waste Cuadrado's speed. Uh, so Cuadrado could move as fast as he could, 
and he would get the perfect ball from Cristiano Ronaldo um, wherever he was. So that was awesome to see. But it, it didn't really last that long. Uh, and just to, you know, close this, at the end of the game, um, Kievo had was beating them, and then Juventus tied, and then in the last second, Juventus scores uh, the winning goal, and they win the game. Like, honestly, they, they struggled and they suffered a lot to win the game, and it was, yeah, you know, it was so pretty impressive, good. because if you see the lineup for Kievo, uh, I'm sorry, but I don't recognize any of these players. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was impressive. Yeah. But I, that's, I, I just wanted to say something about this, is that I think uh, for Ronaldo it's going to be an adjustment. Yes. Because he's going to start playing in a, in a football, in a soccer that is very defensive. Yep. And he's known for being defensive. Like, uh, so it's going to be harder for him to score, I think. But, I'm, uh, uh, but he has, you know, like good, like, uh, how you say, like... Uh, partners to build some sort of like danger in the front so you said for example they have a, a well you said Cuadrado, Mansukic, you know they can do something yeah. Costa so I, I know, like Dival as well so yeah. you know like they have a, something that they can generate some danger but it's definitely not gonna be as easy as it was in Spain Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's a little bit like South American football. Like people say, you know, especially in the qualifiers, in the like country qualifiers, that it's not the same for Messi to play in Spain, where players respect him, than to play the qualifier against Colombia in Colombia or, or anywhere in South America because they'll kick the shit out of you. Yeah. They don't care that your name is Messi. They'll still like kick you. <laughs> yeah, um, and they are trying always to cut lines and to not let yeah. the, the game flow and, you know, right. to stay in the back and, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's a little more like how the Italian league, you know, plays, right? How, how, how the game is played in Italy. And, and honestly, it was very obvious with, with Chievo too in that game too that Cristiano was was uh, being roughed up a little bit by yeah. the Chievo defenders, which, you know, he like you said, he has to get used to. Yeah. Do you think he will? I think so. I think so. One thing that plays in his favor is that probably he doesn't have to run as much. You know, he doesn't... Uh, well, I don't know. I think probably he he has shown that he's been able to adapt to different ways of playing because when he was playing in England, it's also right. a different way from that from in the way you play in Spain. Um, we'll see. I mean, it depends on the different, like, associations in the different, like partnerships that he develops in the team like how he can like you know uh, make Cuadrado, Costa and all these players play for him and with him and so it depends on that I think but I, I'm gonna say that I mean he has been successful everywhere he's gone and I don't see why it would be different here um, but I am gonna so there's that right there's the, the A side of the argument the B side of the argument or, or, or of the coin is that he's old this football is very different and I really did, did see him struggle in this first game so I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say that he's gonna struggle this first year maybe next year he'll do better but I you know I, again it's just one game I'm trying to be uh, adventurous but I do think he's going to struggle and, and maybe not do as well as he wanted to this yeah. first year. I mean, the B side is that he is playing in a more defensive soccer, you know, that is probably going to be more against him, you know, like yeah. playing more, like not to let him play that much. 
So he's gonna... And, and there's no look, space. There's no space, so he's gonna have to find a space to play. And yeah, we'll see how it goes, but probably he's not gonna score as much. So I don't know, like those crazy records that we saw in Spain and in Manchester yeah, United. Those maybe I, don't. I don't, th- I don't think that he's gonna yep. achieve that. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyhow, anyhow, it's a very strong squad for maybe the Champions League too. I think that's what they're aiming more more than anything. And you know what? I did not see Dybala in the game, like at all. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little scary yeah that's demotivating um, yeah but anyway it, it was an interesting game I like Kiwo I like how they defended and they defended better than the next two teams we're gonna talk about because I watched the Chelsea Arsenal and that game was fucking weird <laughs> uh, you know I was all excited very excited about the game the game was obviously two halves 45 minutes each right as every game is um, but the first half could be divided into the first 25, 20 minutes for Chelsea and the second 22 minutes, 24 minutes for Arsenal. Uh, th- both of them sucked at defending. It was, it was horrible, so it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of cool as like an expe- spectator, like a, like a person watching the game to see, you know, oh, there's a lot of goals here. Yeah. Uh, but holy like a crap. basketball, like a basketball. Yeah. Match. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like, oh my god, what is happening? This is horrible. Um, um, you know, I'm not gonna talk about the entire game, but uh, the second half it was more for Chelsea. I think Chelsea did deserve to win. Uh, you know, a lot of plays where running on the flanks and just cutting the ball back, mm-hmm. um, so someone shoots, and Arsenal missed like two or three of those just on their own like they were there was not no one there um i last thing to say about that is that i don't understand why arsenal is not playing that uh, your way and guy torreira i don't know if you've heard of him uh, i i honestly to be completely frank i hadn't really seen him play much i saw him play in the world cup and i saw him play here again uh he's good He's had, like, a defensive midfielder, Sebas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't understand why he didn't start the game. I think he gave Arsenal um, more pace, more pause, and definitely had really good positioning to, to steal the ball. And on Chelsea's side, the game-changer was when Hazard came into the game. Because uh, Hazard did not start that game, Eden Hazard from Belgium. Um, and when he came into the game, it is, everything changed. He was unstoppable. And the but, last goal was was product of his imagination. But that's crazy that he didn't start. He didn't start. I was wondering. I was wondering if it was because he was like it seemed like he was gonna leave to Real Madrid or something like that. Um, so they were like, "Oh, screw it. Let me let let us try something else." Huh. Um, you know, the first twenty minutes though of the Chelsea Arsenal, it really looked like Chelsea was gonna win 10-0. It was sad. That's kind of sad because, you know, it's the first time that Arsenal is playing with this new coach. You won the second time, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's you know, like, the and Unai Emery is, is, is a really good coach. So, I don't know, it's crazy that he's still not there. They got better, though. They were better. I did watch the game last week. Um, and the game last week they were much worse at defending than they were this week. So I do think they're going to find the game. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing I need to say about this. I have to say about this is that 
Uh, and this is a, this is I'm I'm very I feel very bold today, so I'm gonna make this wager or this bet. Uh, I don't think Ozil is gonna play as much this season for Arsenal. Why? It, he was terrible in the game against Chelsea, and I think the way that Unai Emery wants to play, Ozil is not fast enough to come back and defend. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying it was his fault that 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 they lost or that they were getting crushed in the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, but if if he was not good at attacking, because he really wasn't, like, making a difference in, in attacking, well, he definitely is not going to help you in defending. So you need to you need to make a radical choice there. I, I do think that what is going to happen is that uh, also is, not, is really not going to play that much this season. I, I that's, that's my prediction. I'll, 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 I I'll stand by I, it. I don't know. It's kind of unfair because I think he's such a great player. I, I don't know why I like the, how he plays, but... He plays a little bit like, what's his name? Juan Roman Riquelme? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he plays with no rules. But he's, <laughs> he's a good player. I don't know why like he... Lately, like in the teams that he has been playing at, like they struggle to place him, you know? Yeah, they do. I think football has changed. And I think that, you know, now you need a lot of people to go back and defend... Um, like key spaces, mm-hmm. um, and I, unless he changes that, I really don't don't see him fitting in in the Arsenal team this 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 season. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how that goes. But it, it was very obvious how much it changed when they took him out, um, and you know the team seemed a little more balanced because the second half was played more. You know, Chelsea won and scored the winning goal. But it was far more balanced for both teams, including for Arsenal. They're wearing all those attacks on the flank. Um, so it's gonna, it's gonna be. I'm gonna follow Arsenal this season. You know, and everyone probably knows already that <laughs> I. It was a team that I started watching international football and that I liked when I started watching international football because of. I think I started watching it when you know Andre was there, Pires, and all those awesome people. Oh, that was when and when they won the without losing. Yeah, the yeah. Invincible season. Yeah. So, when I was saying Wenger was actually good, <laughs> then yeah. he stopped being good and he remained in the position for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I, I really want to see Arsenal get better, and I, I think you know you've seen imp- we've seen improvements in the last few games. So hopefully, hopefully it does get better. Yeah, so it'd be great to see a better Arsenal than what we have seen before. What sure. I what I have to say, and I'm just gonna say one little thing about this is uh, speaking of sucking, uh, Manchester United. Uh, holy Ooh. shit, did they suck! Oh, oh my yeah. god, it it was hard to watch. I they are terrible at defense, and uh, it's weird because in the first in the first game I saw the two center backs, um, Eric Bailly and the Swedish guy Lindelof, uh, were pretty seemed solid, uh, but there was the rest of the team that didn't seem very put together. Um, like Alexis wasn't doing very well. So anyway, so in in this game, um, the defense was horrendous, um, <laughs> and uh, Alexis didn't play. They say he was injured, but I mean I don't know if that's true. Um, so anyway, they lost, and you know last last week we said yeah they won against Leicester, but they they were two lucky goals, uh, and you know if that wouldn't have happened, I don't think they would have won because Leicester played better. Well, this time that wasn't enough. They lost three two. Um, uh, Again, yeah. So, yeah, but Brighton is not a 
strong team. I don't nope. know, like when you start losing against these little ones. Yep. Imagine when they have to play Tottenham, which they have to play next week. Oof, that's gonna be that's gonna that's be a good. massacre. Uh, yeah, I want to see that one. Yeah, it's gonna see that one. But I mean, it's funny because they're now saying that maybe they're gonna change the coach, and they're talking about Zidane replacing Mourinho. Yeah, I don't know if that's a possibility, but yeah, we, will, we've been yeah. hearing rumors for sure. We've been hearing rumors that uh, there, there's a lot of conflict in the Manchester United uh, locker room. Um, that Pogba doesn't get along with Mourinho. That Luke Shaw doesn't get. That no one gets along with Mourinho, which is honestly not shocking to everyone, anyone really. I don't know because I heard that he's a good coach with the players. Like I've heard that some of the players like him. Hmm. But he portrays this image of being like kind of like a jerk, like outside. Well, but I, 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 I don't know. know like maybe that has him. changed. Yeah. <laughs> <Mateus. laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I mean, like, he, he, again, I'm you know I'm just relying on information I've heard that there's conflict with the players, and that's why they haven't been doing well. That they're not concentrating in, in the game. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Dude. But I mean, I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't surprise me. If they change coach and Zidane were the coach, Oof, I, I will be surprised for Zidane to move there. That'll be interesting. Interesting also because it would be a very, uh, it would be a weird move to move in the middle of the season, like it's just right. starting the season starting that you cannot season. like, you know, he cannot bring in players, you know, he has to take whatever is there and do something. I don't know if Zidane will do that, but yeah, because I, 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 Zidane is a is a person who likes processes, you know. Right. Right. And, I, I, I don't and, know. and the English are very proper so I don't, I don't know if they'll fire him after two games in the new season I mean if they were going to do it they should have done it in the beginning of the season that yeah. looks really bad on them too right poor management yeah yeah that's true so speaking of speaking of, of sacking uh, with <laughs> Manchester uh, one thing that was you know the, the opposite of that was Liverpool I watched the Liverpool game against Crystal Palace um, Liverpool is awesome I am I, I am so excited to see what's going to happen this season, especially in the Champions League. Um, but I would love to see them win the Premier League. And because I'm being very bold today and giving my predictions, in fact, I'm going to write them down just so I don't forget the yeah, predictions write I've made. Write them down. I'm going to write the predictions I've made already, Sebas. And if I win, and if any of them are true, you're going to buy me dinner. Okay. Fair enough. At the return of my choice. Okay, <laughs> but if not, you you have to invite me, right? Like, yeah, you know, okay. that I like Michelin star restaurant, oh, so we have one of that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so what I was gonna say is that um, I like Liverpool. I loved how they played. Honestly, having Alisson as the goalie is a huge difference. He projects so much confidence, and not only that, in the game that I was watching against Crystal Palace, it it was kind of like magic. <laughs> wow. He would he would like. You know, like, Crystal Palace would attack, he would grab the ball, like, you know, make a save, right? And then he would look, where's the free player, he would kick the ball really far exactly to where that player is. And Liverpool would would start a counter-attack from really far into the field. I mean, I, I, it's not like I've discovered this, obviously, I've seen other players do that, but what a difference. And what a difference it makes to have a goalie like that. Yeah. Um, to to start to build the game, you know, uh, it was impressive to see. And okay, so the counter of that though is that Crystal Palace defended 
extremely well. They lost 2-0, but the second goal was just because they were trying to tie the game. So, you know, they kind of like all of them went to attack, yeah, right? Which the front. Right. Um, but I, I really like that. I really like the Crystal Palace attitude, how they defended. Um, they lost, but they lost a fair game with a great, great team. Uh, Champions League contenders. So, you know, I wouldn't feel so bad about that if I were them. Wow. But it's all interesting because now Liverpool is like a... Yeah, it's probably going to be the leader of the of the tournament. And it seems very strong. I mean, they defeated West Ham United and now like Crystal Palace. And I don't know. I would, I would like to see Jurgen Klopp winning the... The Premier League? The Premier League for the first time for Liverpool. Though. Oh, that would be awesome. So great. Yeah. I think he deserves that. He's such a great coach. You know, like... When I was a kid, I used to watch... Super campeones, as you know. That's so called Captain. What is it Captain called? Chubasa, I think. In yeah. English. Yeah, Captain Chubasa, which is a Japanese show about soccer. But anyhow, in that show, there was a coach who was like the super coach, you know, like the guy who built the players and you know made them like from yeah. kids to like. I think he's like Jurgen Klopp you know <laughs> like that's kind of like the coach like the, you know like he seems very humble that you know like like a real coach because I don't know but I think sometimes these European coaches are more a face than a coach you know like you right. know they, they wear the suit and they have a bunch of different like training like trainers who help him uh, you know like build the team and train the team But I think this guy is like, he trains them, you know, he's, you can yeah. see that they are committed to him and you see him in the trainings, like yelling at them, like being very involved in the team management and everything. So it will be great to see, to see him like winning this thing. I don't and know. He, he hugs all his players when they leave the, the pitch. I really like that. It, yeah. you know, okay. I'm sorry, but that's the big difference between Ronaldo, Ronaldo, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho. Mourinho. <laughs> I, I got yeah. the wrong Portuguese person. Yeah, M Mourinho and and someone like him, right? I mean, the players are willing to kill for him. Um, and, I mean, it, that you you just know that's going to work. I, I know that they're going to get results. So, here, so like I said, my predictions are going to be Liverpool wins the Premier League this season. Mm -hmm. uh, what were the other two I made? But you know, you know what's that difference in between Mourinho and, and Jurgen Klopp too? It's just that I don't know, but I think when you have played soccer before, that makes a difference. You know, when you have played at, at a professional level, mm -hmm. uh, and then you go there and train, you know more or less how it works from both sides, from right. a player perspective and from the ca the coach, right? And I think that's the problem with Mourinho is that he had he never played before. You know, he has he's had a different career path before all these, right? But, I mean, he's been very some, successful. He has been very successful. And for many coaches, that has worked. You know, like, uh, you, for example, like, we talk about Maturana. He, well, he used to be a player, but he used to be a dentist, for example. Or Bielsa is a lawyer. Right. You know, so they, there are different, like, coaches that have other career paths. But I think I, I think the Jurgen Club, like, the good thing is that... And they, his ability to be involved with the team is because he also used to be a player that's all I'm saying <laughs> speaking of speaking of Bielsa by the way um, oh. Leeds what did yeah, he do? sorry Leeds no 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 Leeds United our, our weekly update on Leeds United 
Okay. Le- Leeds United has been winning every game that they've played, and I actually watched their game last week. Edgar, how much free time do you have? On the weekends, man. I have free time. How, how can you watch that thing? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I found it by accident on ESPN because I signed up for like the online um, ESPN stream. Anyway, not the point. Um, and I caught by accident the Leeds versus Derby County, I think it was. And to my surprise, Derby County is being coached by Frank Lampard. Um, huh. Yeah. Fun, huh? Yeah. Um, so, Frankie Lampard. <laughs> so Leeds United beat Derby County 4-1. Uh, and today Leeds United tied against Swansea City 2-2. Um, so no, no more winning for them. But, you know, I, I think it's still pretty good. Swansea City was a Premier League team not that long ago. So, you know, s- still, right, he's he's still on his way to stardom. And uh, Leeds United is still number one in the Premiership, um, tied with M- Middlesbrough. So in, in the Championship? In the Championship, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how far they get. I mean, it would be nice to see him, like, go to... The Premier League. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine Leeds United versus Tottenham, Pochettino versus Bielsa, Son versus Dad, uh, Student versus Master? That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I wash. I make some popcorn. Not coffee. Maybe coffee because it's gonna be morning. (laughs) And and just watch the game. It would be amazing. Yeah. And I I would want that game narrated in Spanish. By the way, just saying. It's funny because I've heard people that are very happy that he's training that team because they're saying that it's going to be like a process, a, yep. like a, a long-term process. So yep. probably we're going to see the best the best of Bielsa, more or less what we saw in Atletico Bilbao, something yep. like that. Exactly. So that's why people are excited about it. Yeah. I, hmm. I, I, I am one of those people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know my thoughts about this guy, but... Yeah, I know. I, I, I just think that I just think that you know, like I've said, prof- profession professionalization is needed. Um, you need to have your house in order before you can win, um, and I think sometimes that's part of what these teams need, right? Be more professional, uh, get all your cards straight, so you know when to use them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what he brings to the table. Yeah, he brings a lot of work and analysis and blah, blah, blah. And craziness. And craziness. But craziness is part of the process. Yeah, that's why he's called El Loco. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this before, but I think at the beginning of the season, he put his players to collect trash around the stadium. Did, did we talk about this? I don't think so. I don't know, but it's worth mentioning again. Yeah, I think, well, the purpose of that was he wanted the players to know how much work... Right. The, the fans have to, to do in order to see them. To buy a ticket. To buy a ticket. So so he put all his players in around the, the field, to, like around the stadium, around the neighborhood to collect trash yep. for hours. And yeah. Wow, I, it's an interesting approach. I mean, why yeah. not, right? The, the, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, you, 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 you give these people the chance to see life in a different perspective. Because it's it's a bit meaningful, and the, the catchy headline is oh, Bielsa is crazy. He makes his players pick up trash, right? But 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 that's not really it. He's letting the players know. Look, this is how much work the people that support you have to do, or at least a sample of how much work they have to do to see you, 
uh, and you know hel helping them feel that and I think that's you know a little bit socialist but really good <laughs> too <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's an interesting thing to, to do I guess but we'll see if it pays off because uh, you know I, I think eventually he has to get new like if he advances to the right. Premier League eventually he has to get new players and then we'll see how he's gonna deal with you know like more standing players more like you know like probably he, they right. have to hire divas. Like, yeah. divas and we'll see how he managed that yeah. but for now it's, it seems really great I, and I've heard there's some players that have taken pay cuts just so they can work with him um, they can go on loan to play for for uh, Leeds United just so they can be coached by him so I mean my goodness. yeah imagine that um, it's like the, the, the trainer <laughs> of the god of soccer man. right <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a couple of a couple of last things to to, to wrap up. Um, uh, Luis Advincula, the Peruvian right back, made his debut at the Spanish league, and he did not do well. Uh, his team lost four zero against Sevilla. Uh, he played in the last few minutes, I, th I think, of, of the game. I don't exactly don't remember how long he played for. Uh, he made a mistake, and they and Sevilla scored the fourth goal. So you know, not what he expected, but I still like him. I think he's a great player, so I hope he he does well. And you know, just wish him the best. And we also wanted to talk about Sebas uh, Colombia. Well, well oh, from ahead. Colombia, any update? Well, they, let me see. Jerry Mina is not playing still. Apparently, he is injured. Oh, that's what I what, what I read is that the you know like Everton had to buy this player really quick because the book was closing the transfer right. book. So they had to run some tests in Barcelona. They couldn't make those tests back in England, mm -hmm. and because of that, when they bought the player and the player started training, they figured out oh he's injured. Apparently, he has he's injured in in his foot but I think it's not something that complicated but he's still not playing oh that sucks yeah that sucks um, uh, besides that Arias is not in, he's being called by Simeone but he's not playing yet in the main squad but I mean it's a, we'll see how it goes because it's a, there's a lot of competition there so hopefully he makes it but you never know right and what about the coach? You guys still don't have a coach, right? We don't have a coach. We are still waiting to see what's going to happen. Has Peckerman actually said, no, I'm not coaching you anymore? No, but, you know, like, uh, he has an assistant yep. who is uh, very important for him. And everybody in Colombia hates this guy, whose name is uh, Pascual Escano. Mm. And he, everybody hates him because he's some sort of, like, a... Uh, he sells players like on the side and tells Peckerman, you know, you should put this player because maybe we he can be sold to this team later on. Jeez. Yeah. So it's not it's not something that people like that much. So they told him, okay, we want to hire you, but without this guy. And apparently, Peckerman doesn't like that. So we'll see if he's gonna be hired. They they have been saying that maybe he's gonna be an European coach. Uh, maybe Tata Martino is gonna be the coach. Which would be interesting because Argentina, the, Argentina doesn't have a coach either, by the way. No, Argentina doesn't have a coach. So I, I'd be surprised to see if Tata goes to Argentina to sorry to Colombia, um, but I guess he already coached Argentina, right? And they yeah. didn't do so well. Yeah, the other option that they're mentioning lately is, is uh, Osorio. <laughs> Osorio is in between. Apparently, he wants to 
uh, coach either the US or Colombia. Hmm. Mainly Colombia. Because, well, it's better to train Colombia than the US. But <laughs> you have better players. Right. But, you know, like, uh, it's still a factor. Like, uh, there, there's still a lot of conversations going on, so I don't know. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have any more updates. The only another interesting fact is that Hussein Bolt is now going to play professional football, which was you, very surprising for me. You really wanted to put that in yeah, there. I want to, I want to <laughs> yeah, he's going to play for a team in Australia that is called Central Coastal Mariners. And he's training with them to be a, a soccer player. But so I, I thought that he'd been doing that for a while already, actually. Yeah, but I think this is for real. I think this yeah. is a serious team and stuff. Okay, but well. the, but I have seen that, for example, Michael Chubacher, Yeah, uh, he used to play soccer as well in Italy. Huh. Uh, when he was not racing, he was playing in this third division uh, Italian team, and he played there for many for for different matches. Wow. I think at some point Ferrari told him not to do it anymore because right. he could get injured and the, you know like he was getting yeah. paid so much amount of money that they told him you know like most of the money that we get here is because of advertising so you should like race instead of like play soccer right. in a Italian third division but I did not yeah. know that yeah but well with this note I think we this is this is it for for this week thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope to have you next week. Thank you very much.